0: Hey, 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 welcome back to the House of Trauma podcast. It's your favorite podcast host, Kiana Bree. now let's get into it. Did you know that anger can be an addiction? And I know this firsthand because there may or may not have potentially been a time in my life where I was potentially addicted to being angry. When I was younger, I used to be mad at the world You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the world owed me something when in reality, the world owed me nothing. The world doesn't owe any of us anything. It's our job to kind of take hold of this life, of our life, and live it the way that we want to live it. And for some of you, just like me, sometimes... There's a series of misfortune and there's a lot of hardship in this world that kind of leads us down this path of anger. And when you're in the thick of it, you don't really realize what's going on and you definitely don't realize how to stop it and kind of how to control it. There was one point where I was just kind of looking around and it was kind of an out-of-body experience and I'm looking there was a specific incident or situation and I'm just kind of looking around at all my siblings and or at least most of them and I'm just like everybody's so angry just so mad and we have a bunch of angry people we have a bunch of people who are mad and you know Filled with rage, there's there's no control. There's no control in the room. There's not one person within the situation who can kind of grab hold and grab control of the room because everybody's kind of out of control. And and not just my siblings, a lot of my cousins, you know, we all get together and everybody's angry. And then if you mix in alcohol or, you know, other things, then it kind of heightens the the rage meter okay and more recently i remember the very first year um when my dad died and i was so mad i was so mad at the world i was i was mad at everybody and everything and i was just full of emotions and confusion and i didn't know how to calm that like I didn't know how to stop it or assess it and I struggled to find healthy ways to channel my anger because when you are filled with anger or rage or a heavy sadness I think it's important to find healthy ways to channel your anger and I didn't have those tools to do so at that time. It's no secret that anger is an emotion that everyone experiences, right? And it may be an emotion that people express when they have an unmet need. And sometimes, again, you don't know how to channel these emotions and it comes off as anger. And sometimes anger, it feels good. It actually feels good. And It feeds your sense of self and you end up liking it, hence people who become addicted to anger. And you see, addiction is an attempt to escape human suffering. So whether you're addicted to alcohol, whether you're addicted to pills, whether you're addicted to sex, or whether you're addicted to anger or the hundreds of other things in this life we could be addicted to. People are addicted to gambling, um, addicted to shopping. Hello, me right here, you know. It's an escape, an escape from suffering, whatever that suffering may be. And if you don't grab hold of your addiction, if you don't take control of your life and you let that addiction, whatever that addiction may be, consume you, it will indefinitely begin to have negative impacts on your life. Being addicted to anger, doesn't make you a desirable person to be around right nobody wants to be around the person that's always mad the person that's always causing a scene the person that's always spazzing out on people nobody wants that And you could potentially lose people that you love. You could potentially lose and miss out on opportunities, lose your job and end up in very sticky situations that you may or may not be able to get yourself out of because you're ultimately out of control. Think of the angriest person that you know go ahead. We all know somebody who's angry and you probably don't even know that they're battling an addiction to rage. But when you think about that person, think for a second. Do you want to be around that person? Is this somebody you openly and willingly invite to events you have, birthday parties? Do you want to include them in a situation where shit can get out of hand? Because nine times out of 10, it's, it's going to get out of hand. Because they're addicted to anger. And one thing that's true that's consistent, right, with people who are addicted to anger is they will create, provoke, and incite arguments because they're addicted to chaos, right? It almost feels uh, foreign (laughs) for them to be in an environment that's not chaotic. And let's be clear, we all experience different emotions on the daily (laughs) throughout our life right there's nothing wrong with being mad or angry or sad but the problem comes in when it's displayed frequently and aggressively i recently found out that your brain releases dopamine it releases a dopamine reward when you're angry ain't that crazy And uh, if you don't know, I I think we hear dopamine a lot. But if you don't know what dopamine is, it's uh, responsible for feelings of pleasure, satisfaction and motivation. I actually watched a video earlier that compared the feelings of a rush of anger feels as good to the body and the brain as it does when someone is hyped up off cocaine. And the rush you get from anger, much like cocaine, just as quickly as it comes is as quickly as it goes. And in some cases, not all cases, you enjoy it in the moment because you feel the sense of control. And then you feel bad for being angry. And in a lot of cases, that was my case. After I didn't spaz it out on everybody, I start to feel bad. And I start to feel like, I can't believe I lost my control. But in that moment, you don't feel like you're losing control. From the outside looking in, we're like, wow, this person's out of control. Like, they spazzing out on everybody. Like, calm down. Can't you just control your emotions? But the fact of the matter is, they they don't feel the same way that we all feel when we're on the outside looking in. They feel like they're in control. They feel like they have the situation completely under control. And in most cases, they feel like getting angry in that moment was their way of taking back their control right before rage a person may have felt hurt helpless or even humiliated a lot of victims of abuse neglect or severe trauma may turn into rageaholics And the reason that they go to this place of anger is because when someone feels defeated or powerless, they transform their helpless feelings into anger to feel a sense of control. And that's why I feel so good. Just imagine for a moment someone who has been consistently abused, neglected, bullied, throughout you know their life I mean it could be their entire life it could just be for a moment for this moment and they're feeling helpless and they're feeling down and when they snap right because you can only push people so far so when they snap and everybody's kind of like okay don't don't deal with this person they're like yeah don't fuck with me because I'm angry and we don't know what the angry person is going to do. We don't know how far somebody who's in a fit of anger will take it. And they may begin to feel like this is my only sense of control. Because when I'm angry, I'm intimidating. When I'm angry, I'm not vulnerable. When I'm angry, people tend to leave me alone. It's really a sad reality. And I'm not saying that everybody who is angry or mean, (laughs) I'm not saying people who are just flat out mean have suffered from some type of abuse or neglect that led them to be, you know, angry. But what I am saying is the next time you come across somebody who is angry, Consider for a moment what steps, what path in life they've had to walk down That altered their reality in such a way that they feel that their only response is to be angry I actually remember, um, this was some years ago My mom actually said one day she was sad about it um, That she feels like all of her kids are angry because of her And I've told on many occasions the hardship that we had to endure and how my mom took on 99% of the burden of raising her seven kids alone. And it wasn't all sunshines and rainbows. It was quite the opposite, actually. And I remember growing up and thinking that my mom was just angry, you know, I know a little bit more now where that anger stemmed from. I also remember thinking at a point in time, like, my dad is always yelling. Why are you always yelling? You know? And when people grow up in that type of environment, not always, but sometimes when people grow up in a type of environment where there's a lot of anger and animosity and there's a lot of screaming and yelling, that's something that they become accustomed to. So as me and my siblings begun to grow older and live our lives, when there was a lot of anger and a lot of yelling and a lot of screaming and very little um, constructive communication, I knew exactly where it stemmed from. Those were our examples on how to handle problems. So that's how we naturally begun to handle problems. And granted now, God, you know, God bless. We, most of us, <laughs> most of us have learned to handle situations that are less desirable in a different manner. Like I don't always want to yell, but there are still some times in my life where I get so angry and I start yelling. And I had to stop myself. I remember Years ago when my niece and nephew were staying with me and I was angry about something totally different had nothing to do with the kids And they were just moving so slow and I just remember yelling at them that they needed to hurry up and then I literally stopped And I got down because it's important to get eye level with children You know don't tower over somebody who's smaller than you. That's no good But I got down on my knees at eye level with them and I was like tt is sorry That I yelled at you. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at something else And I feel like it was important for me. And I'm glad I caught myself because I felt like it was important for me to let them know that it was absolutely nothing they did wrong. And sometimes people are lashing out at you and it's nothing you did wrong. They could be angry for something that's totally different, but that's their natural response to a bad situation. But I don't want my niece and nephew and I don't want my unborn children to grow up and think that it's okay to lash out at people when you're upset about something. You know, yell, cry, scream if you need to get it out. But to just respond with rage, that's not appropriate in any setting, in any situation, to anybody, no matter the situation. When I was in my early 20s, I was still working through... lot of trauma um, or it was working me. (laughs) I I had no control over it. I had no grip over it. I wasn't even in a space mentally where I was able to identify that all these, all this pent-up aggression stemmed from childhood trauma, right? And I used to go out all the time. for the most part I'm pretty level-headed when I drink but sometimes when I'm drunk or I'm faded or under the influence of any kind it takes very little or it took very little for me to flip the script for me to fucking spaz out and like go off on somebody I remember throwing drinks in bars I threw drinks on many occasions at bartenders because they pissed me off but that wasn't appropriate Yeah they pissed me off I, I could have exchanged some words I could have just left I could have walked away I could even let them know Exactly how they made me feel But why would I do that When it's this drink in my hand And I can just throw it in your fucking face Right That was my mindset behind it Because that's how I knew to respond With aggression I used to fight and argue and just tear shit up. Like it, it was crazy. And when I'm looking back, I, I don't even recognize this person. I don't know who that is. I don't know who I was back then in that moment because I didn't realize that I was addicted to anger. And it, again, it took very little to get me there. People would always say like, I'm not confrontational. I don't like con- confrontation. And I'm like, please. You want me to say something for you? Because I I treat they ass I will eat them up Because I didn't mind confrontation My mouth is is, whew, is really lethal When I want it to be So you got something to say to me I got something to say to you And we can, we can go all day And I ain't gonna really talk too much Before hands start swinging I remember getting kicked out of this bar With me uh, Two of my friends One my best friend and another friend, and then my uh, my sister. We were at this bar, and I don't remember what happened, but I think my best friend and my sister like exchanged some words with these girls. I'm like, I don't forget them. We we having a good time, whatever, whatever. The girls were still talking, but my best friend and my sister they started engaging in a whole other conversation. They like, oh, we ain't paying attention. They they just some haters. People always starting stuff. It's always gonna be a hater in the room somewhere. Remember that. So. They were just talking and talking. And my my sister is, is taller than me and my other friend is taller than me. And they were in front of me and I wanted to get to these girls so bad. Like I hadn't even had that many drinks, but I just wanted to get to them so bad just to show them that I wasn't the one to fuck with. But I'm gonna pause right there. Why did I want to get to them so bad? We had already kind of separated in the bar. We out here trying to have a good time. At first, I was the one trying to defuse the situation. But the anger started to build from within. And you ever get so angry, you get hot. Like your body temperature is on 1000. And all I seen was red. Okay. And press play on the story. I took my drink. Get my drink that I just paid for y'all know these drinks out here in these bars and clubs ain't cheap I took my drink I threw it over my sister and my friend And I hit one of the girls. So they they immediately turn around and they see me. But in the midst of me throwing the drink over them, some of the drink has spilled out. And it kind of hit my sister and my friend a little bit. So the girl's like, damn, these bitches throwing drinks at us. And my sister and my friend is like, damn, these bitches throwing drinks at us the whole time. I'm the culprit. And so then it's up and it's stuck. And now I'm trying to charge through and get to them because this is what I wanted. I made a conscious decision to provoke provoke a fight and, you know, create chaos. It was chaos in that bar. And then we got put out. So now they mad. Like, oh, my God, why we get put out? They do drinks at us, da, 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 da. So then I got to confess that it was really me. And they like, but why? And I'm like, because them bitches was talking stuff. And they, I had to get my hands on them somehow. This is crazy. This is crazy. And I was maybe 23 at the time. Starting fights in bars just because. Because I felt like I could, because I felt like I wanted to, because I had so much anger inside of me from all these other things that it literally took nothing. They could have looked at me the wrong way and I would have tried to charge at them. It's a bad situation. And I know I'm not the only one. I mean, maybe y'all didn't take it to the extent I did, but we moving forward (sighs) and it would take years. It would take years for me to find healthy ways to deal with my anger, to realize that I'm better than certain situations. And now at 29, I tell people all the time, I'm too old. And I'm not old. Like, I don't mean old, old. But I'm saying I'm at an age and a point in my life where I just can't be putting my hands on people. You know, people don't fight fair nowadays anyway. And even if they did, I'm just not at a place in life where it's appropriate, especially Mentally, I've grown so much that I think it's almost honestly embarrassing to see grown women fighting. But back then, it wasn't no thing. I remember another incident when I was like 16. Still a lot of anger built up inside me. A, a young teenage rebel. And I remember me and my sister were arguing And I don't remember exactly what we were arguing over And I remember she hit me first But it was kind of like she snuck me And I, I didn't appreciate it But, you know, my, my best friend at the time was there And all my other sisters was there and, and my brother, one of my brothers was there And they broke up the fight, you know, whatever But now I feel like I got got And I can't let it go So I ran up on her and we end up fighting again, so they broke it up. They took her outside and they left me in the house. But I'm just still so angry. And they're like, "No, it's fine. You know, you you got your lick back. You you got her good. Let's let's move on. Let's move forward. Let's just calm down. We got her out of here. They they're gonna take her on a little walk or whatever. And you know, let's let's just move forward. That should have been the end of it, right? No, no, I was too angry. That was not the end of it. We stayed in this apartment on the first floor. Do y'all know, I went into the room, tried to lock the door, but I actually didn't end up locking the door because they got in. And I literally jumped out the window. And as my last body part was trying to get out the window, they grabbed me because I'm so angry and I want more. You know, now now my adrenaline's pumping and and I'm ready to go and I can't stop. Like, again, I'm hot and I'm seeing red and I just want to go, go, go and get her. Like, how angry do you have to be to jump out of a window to go fight somebody when you've already won the fight but in my mind I'm like baby we can go all night you didn't you didn't woken the monster definitely not my finest hour I'm telling you being addicted to anger is dangerous it's a dangerous addiction to have it's probably one of the most dangerous Drugs out there Because think about it How many people are in prison right now Because of anger Because they got angry And did something That they could not come back from And lost their freedom I got a brother Who was for sure addicted to anger He's always fighting He was always fighting It was always somebody Who needed to get the hands put on him My brother spent a lot of time in jail, and not just because of his anger, but still, always ending up in a bad situation because he was angry. When I was, my brother was thirteen. I I remember like it was yesterday. He had a pink shirt on. Uh, So how old was I? I was probably nine or ten. And I I like to look out windows This is the thing that I do I I really like to stare out of windows And I just remember I was staring out Actually his room window Because he didn't come home from school that day I'm in his room Because he had the best view The front of the house And my window was on the side Looking at another house Anyway I'm looking out the window I see a police car pull up But I mean shit It wasn't no thing Police cars was always pulling up I just didn't know they was coming to our door And two officers get out They open the back door And oh and behold My brother getting out the cop cars I'm like now what is going on here He arguing and fighting with the cops He mad he pushing on them Get your fucking hands off me Like all this other stuff Then I see my mama walking down the steps And I go downstairs And you know It just was this whole big thing But he was angry Even at 13 he was wild and always causing chaos Because that's the thing when we addicted to anger We always causing chaos And that's why you don't want angry people around That's why angry people can't come to the function Because we know if they show up By the end of the night It's going to be some shit It's going to be something I ain't never seen the angriest person in the room Go throughout the whole evening Without causing some kind of mischief one of my sisters, she was always in some shit. This, when, this was after she was 18, though, but always in something. So much so, a judge ordered her to take anger management classes. He's like, ma'am, this, this is too much. <laughs> but I just remember, if a friend do her wrong, she putting her hands on this girl. I'm putting my hands on you. She was a fighter just like me. There was really little... You can say to her without inciting her anger. If a, a guy she's dating do her wrong, it's up and it's stuck. If she's not putting her hands on him, a car is being destroyed, a window is being busted. I, I, I don't want to tell too much of her business, but it got wild. It got crazy. And I witnessed a lot of it. And this sister is about five or six years older than me. So imagine at a young age, the type of chaos I witnessed from my parents, from my siblings, from my aunts and uncles and cousins. It was just a constant loop of anger and chaos. And again, I started to adapt those habits. Anger and rage is the only thing in life that gives you the illusion of control. You know, you kind of become addicted to the same emotions that you hate because nobody who is angry enjoys watching another person be angry. That's not true. And 99% of the time, they've probably witnessed a string of anger at some point in their life from somebody who was probably older. Or bigger than them Or even if not older and bigger than them It was just somebody who they were constantly around That displayed these emotions And I guarantee in the beginning they didn't like it And then they became the same thing The very thing that they despised But it's like after a while you, Your body is in a constant fight mode you know, fight or flight? No, it's just fight. It's just a constant mode of fight. Like your brain is preparing for a physical response when your body feels it's in danger. And the minute you feel like you're losing control or you're using a battle, just like that anger mode, back on. So, One of my younger sisters, I remember consistently telling my other siblings, she is so mean. And then it kind of transitioned to me being like, why is she always so angry? And it took me a little while to realize, oh my God, she enjoys being angry. Like every single situation, you're angry, you're upset, you're inciting chaos and it's unnecessary and sometimes you know I would have to be the mediator you know at this point in time mind you I'm more level-headed I'm able to control my emotions more so I will have to step in and be the mediator and kind of diffuse the situation and one way that I like to diffuse situation is by adding a little comic relief because I mean I am the funniest person I know But she was the prime example of that angry person. And I'm doing air quotes, that angry person that people often didn't want around. They're like, okay, is is this sister coming? Because I don't have time for that today. Or you're going to have to keep your sister under control because I don't have time for that today. And again, that's an undesirable place to be in. And nobody wants to be undesirable in any shape or form. It even came down to a point where she was constantly arguing and bickering with total strangers and you you know that person who you know maybe not in every situation but sometimes you you out in the slightest thing and somebody's going off and we all just kind of looking around like damn that set you off yeah she was that person, and in some ways, she's still that person. But because I'm always committed to the healing process and you know, getting to the root of the problem, I was able to have conversations with my sister, and I now know why she's so angry. It's not an excuse. At some point, we have to take control of our lives, we have to make a conscious decision to not let this anger. And she was good at playing the blame game. Well, this person did this. This is why I'm angry. You're control. Of, you're in control of your emotions. I used to play the blame game too. Well, if they wouldn't have set me off, if they wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have went off. You have to be in control of you. Another example I want to give is road rage. I used to joke about my road rage, but i I'm a safe driver. I believe I'm a safe driver. I'm going to get you there in a timely manner, in a safe manner. And I'm always constantly being aware of my surroundings and trying to be conscious of other drivers. I've been in car accidents before, and it was always an idiot other driver who typically ran into the back of me. But it's not me running into people again because I'm conscious of my actions. So it angers me when people aren't offering the same in return, like be conscious of your driving, like driving, operating a motor vehicle is one of the most dangerous things that we do on a day to day basis. And so I would get so angry when people would do dumb things like one of my pet peeves is not using your um, signal. You turn while you use your signal. Now, I could have potentially ran into the back of you because the light is green and I'm going, but you're not going because you're about to turn. Use your signal. My horn, baby. My hand stayed on that horn. I would be yelling out the window, cussing people out, like just making a big spectacle. And I'm almost certain that majority of us have had instances, multiple instances where we exhibited road rage. But let me tell you when road rage goes wrong. One time, my brother and I, I was driving my car. My brother was in the passenger seat, and he's just on his phone doing whatever. I got the music going. We're at a stoplight; the light's red. La 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 la. The light turns green. This car in front of me begins to go, and I'm going behind the car. And then I don't know where they just stop in the middle of the intersection. So I'm like, "Oh my goodness! Like you, you freaking idiot! Like get out of my way!" Beeping horn. I'm like laying on the horn at this point. Now they're upset. They switch over to the other lane and now their road rage has overtaken my road rage and they're like driving on the side of me, like speeding, they pull their window down, they're like yelling and cussing and literally I stop, they stop, I switch lanes, they switch lanes, like it's it's this constant battle, this constant battle. And so my brother's like, just turn here, like get get away from these idiots. So naturally I turn my blinker on, they're like, oh, you turning? Boom, shoots my tire out wish I was making this up. I was not. I mean, I am not. So this freaking psychopath becomes so consumed with rage, right? As we all do when we exhibit road rage. Okay. Keyword rage becomes so consumed with his rage that he points a loaded gun at a car Mind you, I got tinted windows. You don't know who in this car, how many people, how many adults, how many children. And what if his aim wasn't good? I mean, maybe his initial intent was to shoot out the tire. But what if he didn't shoot out the tire? What if he shot into the passenger side and shot my brother or shot a little more up and shot me, the driver? You know what I mean? And it was just a really bad situation that could have been an even worse situation. And... I have to ask myself, why why is he so upset that you're willing to pull out a gun and shoot at somebody's car because I beeped the horn? And then I also have to ask, was I justified in laying on my horn because this car stopped? Some may argue, yes, I was justified and no, they were not. And some others may argue that, no, I was not justified and no, he was not. But the point that I'm trying to make is... If you don't control your anger, if you let rage consume you, a situation can escalate and have very dire consequences. I've seen instances where road rage went wrong and people were actually killed, where people were actually ran off the road, where innocent people lost their lives because one particular person could not control their anger. I'm telling you. Anger is an addiction and it's not a good addiction to have. It can be very dangerous and have lifelong negative consequences for you and everybody involved. And it's all because you cannot control your temper or they cannot control their temper. And I can go on and on and give example after example of people or even myself not being able to control my anger But I don't think that's what's important The important part is not Who can or cannot control their anger The important part is How do you overcome Your addiction to anger One way to overcome is By counting to ten So I remember one time I was I was so mad at something I'm on the phone with my sister And I'm just going off Because this is going wrong And that is going wrong And um, I guess she had me on speakerphone and my niece heard and she's like, I want to talk to my bestie. And she's like, bestie, you know, when I'm in school and anybody's upset, my teacher always tells us to do this thing. Breathe and count to 10. She's like, inhale, one, two, three. Exhale, one, two, three. And she's like literally walking me. And she was like six at the time, like walking me through a breathing exercise to kind of calm down. And it worked. Yeah. Count to 10. Inhale, exhale. Just breathe slowly and take a moment to assess before you react. Because a lot of times our instant reaction is our instant regret. Another way to overcome is to exercise. Sometimes I I run to blow off steam and I'm, I'm not even a runner, but I will run during my workout. I will lift weights. I will do any type of physical activity, do a little dance, shake out those negative emotions because it's important to channel your anger into something else. It's important to release it. So instead of punching a hole in the wall go run on a treadmill instead of breaking things all around the house because I've been a breaker of things as well go lift some weights break away some of them fat cells (laughs) you hear me another way to help overcome talk about how you feel there's nothing worse than withholding your emotions because that's when you explode in whatever way you explode, whether it's lashing out at somebody, whether it's breaking something or attempting to break somebody, you know what I mean? Like, talk about how you feel. Find somebody safe to vent to. Talk to God. Talk to your therapist. Talk to your mom. Talk to your best friend. Talk to whoever you need to talk to. Talk to yourself. I'm big on journaling. Sometimes I just get to journaling and and, and writing it down and tears may even be fall. Flowing down my face And crying is another way to get out some of that rage You ever see somebody Get angry and then they start crying Yeah, those people You got to watch out for But in a sense They're helping release some of that frustration And that's that's what we want to do We want to begin to release Our frustration in a more Healthy manner And Let's say you tried All of these different ways And you're still having trouble Controlling your anger within And maybe you can't do it alone Seek help from a professional Or take an anger management class Remember I said that judge Ordered my sister to take An anger management class At first I was like I'm just working But after a while I did start to know She toned down a little bit Right You know she started to think Before she reacted Because Again, she was so reactive like now you didn't piss me off. I'm going to do this. You have hurt me. I'm going to hurt you back, you know, but once you're able to get professional help, you develop strategies that you can use instead of lashing out and potentially putting yourself and others in a dangerous situation. Another option to help you overcome would be. And my personal favorite meditation Meditation just always calms me and helps me release You know frustration within my mind and my body Meditation is all about bringing awareness to the present moment So that you can consciously respond instead of subconsciously reacting I remember a little while ago, my my best friend made a post about how hard it was for her to meditate because her mind is racing a thousand miles per hour. That's okay. Be gentle with yourself. Let your mind race because your mind is trying to catch up with everything that's been going on throughout the day. Your mind is processing things. Your body is processing things. and You're kind of trying to get back on one accord. And that's important for being able to respond versus react. And once you begin to implement these more healthy strategies for controlling your anger, you're going to feel vulnerable because it's odd and it's unfamiliar. And it's not the way that you're accustomed to dealing with these situations. But lashing out is an old strategy. And your body is used to it Because you feel like it keeps you safe Not realizing that it could potentially Do the exact opposite of keeping you safe By putting you in a bad situation So I encourage you To take a look within your own life And within situations That you have been a part of That made you feel powerless Upset Helpless, hurt, and even humiliated? And how did you handle those situations? And are you willing to put in the work necessary to no longer let your anger consume you? My name is Kiana Brienne. This is the House of Trauma podcast. Don't forget to email me your advice questions to Trauma at gmail.com. Let's get this anger under control. (laughs) I'll see you next week.